Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience podcast. This week I'm doing part two of volunteer appreciation. And once again, this is my second time recording this episode. This is becoming a pattern. I don't like to be this person, but here we are. I think this is going to go smoother the second time. I am going to do a part three, I think, if you guys are interested in more. Today I'm just going to focus on national awards and in the future we can talk about some council specific ones if you like. If you missed part one, I already talked a little bit about um, kind of (laughs) adult recognitions as a whole and why I think there's a little bit of an issue with um, people not feeling appreciated or recognized and how these adult awards are kind of difficult to get and how we can cultivate and appreciation and recognition space in this community. We're going to continue touching on that, but for now, let's get into the different types of formal adult achievement awards, according to GSUSA. So an adult achievement award, these are things that you can get, but you can't just go by yourself. There's a nomination process, there's an endorsement process, there's an approval process, there's a committee that's dedicated to this. So if this is all new to you, especially if you're in like kind of years one to three of volunteering, you may not even know that these awards exist. So I want to kind of introduce them to you and also I'm going to talk a little bit about why I think they're kind of hard to nominate for and get that process going and how I think we could do better. So... The first one I want to talk about is Volunteer of Excellence. This is sort of the, I guess, entry level um, achievement award. (laughs) The Volunteer of Excellence is to recognize volunteers who have contributed outstanding service while partnering directly with girls in any pathway to implement GSLE through the use of the national program portfolio or in support of the council's mission delivery to girl and adult members. What the heck does that mean? (laughs) Let's break down some of the kind of Girl Scout language. So recognizing volunteers, you have to be a registered adult member in good standing who have contributed outstanding service. So that means you have to go above and beyond the requirements of the position. Just being great at what's expected of you is not enough to qualify for a volunteer of excellence award. You have to have done something above and beyond the actual position while partnering directly with girls. So that means you're actually working directly with the girls for this award in any pathway. So pathways could be like troop, camp, events, series, virtual, IGMs, anything like that. So most of the time, of course, we're going to think of this for troop volunteers, but it could be anybody who's working with girls directly. To implement GSLE, GSLE is the Girl Scout Leadership Experience. So that's like the three keys to leadership, which is discover, connect, and take action through the use of the national program portfolio. The national program portfolio would be like badges, journeys, take action projects, or in support of the council's mission delivery to girl and adult members. So that's an important distinction. Generally speaking, we're thinking of volunteer of excellence as people who are working directly with girls on either badges or journeys. But this could also apply to a volunteer who is going above and beyond in support of the council's mission delivery to girl and adult members. So that would be people who aren't necessarily working directly with girls. But this is like the basic level award. And when I say basic, I still, you have to go above and beyond the requirements of the position. 
but that's what it's for. Now, this is a national award, which means GSUSA created the award, GSUSA recognizes the award, you can wear it as an official pin as part of your adult volunteer uniform. However, it is awarded on a council-by-council council basis, so every council has their own nomination and endorsement process and, the, and approval process, and the councils are the ones who are actually awarding them. So in my council in Arizona Cactus Pine, for Volunteer of Excellence, because it's that base level recognition, that is just a form, a nomination form that gets filled out. You have to put your information, the person you're nominating's information, and also give some specific examples about how they've gone above and beyond their position. And uh, specifically in order to move forward the mission delivery to girl and adult members. They want you to try to be measurable about the impact and to give really specific examples. <laughs> so in Arizona Cactus Pine, I did look this up, they only require one nomination form and then it is going to get uh, basically verified that that's a current registered adult member in good standing, that they really did fill that position. And then essentially, as long as you really do meet the requirements, you're going to get it. You can only get it once. So you can't get a volunteer of excellence like every year. <laughs> you can only get it once for your life. And then in some councils, it does require a little bit more. So like Nation's Capital, for example, actually requires two endorsements for the Volunteer of Excellence pin. And they also require that you have been in service for at least two years, including the current membership year. So first year volunteers would not be eligible for the Volunteer of Excellence pin in a capital, uh, capital in a council like Nation's Capital. That's going to be different just depending on the council. The next one is the adult appreciation pin. So the adult appreciation pin is recognizing an individual's exemplary service in support of delivering the GS leadership experience or GSLE with impact on one geographic area of service. Again, what does that mean? So in this case, the adult appreciation pin is for somebody who's delivering GSLE, so Discover, Connect, Take Action, with impact on one geographic area of service, which is usually referring to a service unit, neighborhood, or community. Different councils might call that something different. So if that's unfamiliar terminology to you, you can kind of think of it as like, <laughs> almost like the school districts within council. It's not literally the school districts, but essentially a school district kind of works like you have the city and then within the city you have your school districts. And sometimes a city or town is small enough that it only has one school district and sometimes it has multiple, right? But you've got these like different geographic areas that serve different schools. So it's kind of like that. So council is like a bigger umbrella. And then within council, there's all these sub geographic areas that are neighborhoods, communities, or service units, just depending on the terminology that your council uses. But service unit, I think, is generally pretty accepted. So the adult appreciation pin is usually going to be talking about someone who supports a specific service unit. It, it is not limited to that. So it could be anybody who is having an impact on one geographic area of service. But geographic area of service in Girl Scout speak really is pretty much talking about a service unit. 
So normally, the adult appreciation pin is going to be referring to a service team member. So it could be a service unit manager or anybody who's involved at the service unit level. Could be planning encampment or um, doing a service unit recruitment effort or a service unit uh, experience or event or something like that, managing the, the money for the service unit, something like that. So we have volunteer of excellence, which is generally people who are working directly with girls. Most of the time, we're talking about troop leaders, but not always. Adult appreciation, we're talking about service unit most of the time, service team. Then we have the adult honor pin. The adult honor pin is recognizing an individual's exemplary service in support of delivering the Girl Scout leadership experience, which has had measurable impact on two or more geographic areas of service, allowing council to reach and surpass its mission delivery goals. So the adult honor pin is for two or more service units. So this could be somebody who supports multiple service units. This could be somebody who plans an event or a recruitment effort that impacts multiple service units or the council as a whole. It could be someone who's serving on a board or a committee, anything like that. So we're looking more at like the larger movement. And it's specifically to support the council's mission. So we're not talking about the movement as a whole, like Girl Scout wide at this point, we're talking about the council. So council wide or across council. From there, we go to the thanks badge. So there's thanks badge and there's thanks badge two. They're essentially the same award, except the only people who are eligible for thanks badge two are people who have already earned the thanks badge. (laughs) So you can technically earn this level of award twice you get one as the original thanks badge and one as the thanks badge too, and that's it. Okay, so the original thanks badge is for volunteers who are supporting the Girl Scout movement as a whole and moving the Girl Scout movement as a whole forward. So you've got all these different levels. You've got volunteer of excellence, that's working directly with the girls. You've got adult appreciation, that's working in one geographic area of service. You've got adult honor pin, that is multiple service units or the council as a whole. And then you've got thanks badge and thanks badge two, which is the overall movement. So kind of like builds, if you can kind of picture that. The reality is you don't have to have earned any of them to earn another. So it's not like you have to earn volunteer of excellence first and then the adult appreciation and then you can earn adult honor. It's not like that. You could earn adult honor and never have earned any of the others. The only one that has like a prerequisite (laughs) is thanks badge too because you have to start with the regular thanks badge. And you can only earn each of these one time. So you get it once. So The requirements, again, are going to look a little bit different for different councils. So Volunteer of Excellence, I mentioned my council. It looks pretty simple. It's like one nomination form. Nation's Capital, I noticed, it does require two forms as well as an extra year of service. Adult Appreciation Pin is, um, I think, three forms in Arizona Cactus Pine, one nominee and oh, no, I think it's two, one nomination and one endorsement. And then in like nation's capital, I think it's three endorsements and it requires, I think, three years of service, if I remember correctly. The adult honor pin in Arizona Cactus Pine 
I think requires one nomination form and two endorsements in nation's capital. I believe it's four for endorsers. I don't know. I don't remember. But the point is, they're a little bit different for each of the different things. And I know in particular, Nation's Capital for the thanks badge requires five years of service. And then the thanks badge too, it has to be 10 years or more since you've earned the thanks badge before you're eligible for thanks badge too. So Nation's Capital seems to be a little bit more asking for a little bit higher requirements or prerequisites for all of these awards. The criteria is a little bit stricter compared to some councils. But Nation's Capital also has a ton of council-specific awards. And I do want to talk about some council-specific awards and some other forms of volunteer appreciation and recognition in a different episode. But I wanted to just kind of talk about the main volunteer, or as uh, GSUSA calls them, adult achievement awards. So again, the Volunteer of Excellence, the one where you're working directly with girls, that one is a small round silver pin. Adult Appreciation, which is the one that's generally like service team, that one is a square gold pin. Adult Honor is a round green pin. And Thanks Badge is like a medal, like M-E-D-A-L. It's got like a ribbon with a medal disc that like hangs from the ribbon and it's navy and gold and then the thanks badge two is basically a smaller version of the metal disc on the thanks badge and it's a pin so the rest of them are all pins so that's the those are the general awards there's also a volunteer service award pin that one like reminds me kind of of a fire hydrant. I don't know why, but it has always made me think that. The volunteer service award pin is green and gold, and it is in increments of five years starting with five. And you don't have to have gone above and beyond. You just have to be a member in good standing. And then I believe you're eligible for that volunteer service award pin. And it's just every five years you could get a new one. I personally have never received any of them. I've never, as far as I know, ever been nominated for any of them. I think generally speaking, as long as you meet the requirements and the criteria for a nomination and somebody submits the form properly, you're going to get approved unless you've earned it before or you are not in good standing. If you've done something harmful or if you owe council money or something like that, then you're not going to be eligible. But generally speaking, as long as you're eligible and somebody submits the form correctly and the right number of forms, you are just going to get it. (laughs) There's not a limit on the number of people who earn each type of award or anything like that. It's pretty much anybody who's eligible who gets nominated could get it. The reason why I think people don't do these (laughs) as often as they should or as widely as they should is because it's actually kind of hard, I think, to nominate someone. And I touched on this in the previous episode, but you have to give specific examples of how someone's work goes above and beyond the position. And they want you to give as much data and specific examples as possible so that it's measurable. I mean, that is really hard to know about someone else. Additionally, they really want you to demonstrate how this is supporting the council's goals or the goals of the movement. Well, I don't really 
they know what my council's goals are. So that would be really hard for me to nominate someone saying they're moving council's goals forward when I don't know what council's goals are. So they kind of make it a little bit more mysterious than it needs to be in order to get people recognized for their achievements. One tip I have, the easiest tip I have for making this better is to partner with someone from staff to get this nomination process done. First of all, they're going to make sure that it's done correctly and on time, hopefully. Second of all, they're going to know a lot better what the council's current goals are. (laughs) And third of all, they're going to be able to access whatever information that there is available to find out if somebody has earned an award in the past or not. So that would help determine their eligibility. So for all of those reasons, Partnering with a staff member like your um, member services person or your recruitment person or whatever, your designated staff person for your area, that's going to be the best case scenario. But I know not everybody knows their staff person or has a great relationship with their staff person, or maybe there's a ton of turnover with your staff person. And so that person might not even have the answers because they're new, right? I know all of those are realistic situations. And All I can say for that is that does add an extra layer of complication for getting these award nominations in. Another thing that I think would make this process easier, and the only way this would change is if you were involved at the award and recognition level for your council, but I'm always on this podcast saying, if there's something that isn't where you feel like it should be, the best way to change it is to get involved. So... (laughs) If you can get involved at the recognition level with your council, then what I think would make this easier would be, number one, have everybody submit information about themselves. Like every single year, get as many members as possible to submit a form talking about what they've achieved that year in their role. And you can ask them specific questions about the expectations of the role, how they would rate themselves as far as like meeting expectations, not meeting expectations or going above and beyond, giving specific examples of when they've gone above and beyond those specific, you know, role expectations for whatever role they're in. And you could also have them give specific examples about how they have worked towards council's goals. Like, let's say council goal number one, uh, make Girl Scouting accessible for underrepresented populations in your area. And it'd be like, this is a council goal. What have you done to contribute to this goal or leave it blank? And if you want to put information about what you have done to work toward that council goal, you would list it. Maybe council goal number two would be like, Improving Girl Scouts reputation and uh, brand recognition and awareness within our communities. How have you contributed to that? And then, or leave it blank. And then you could skip it or you could give specific examples of how you've contributed to that. And then nobody would have to nominate you because once you submit that form, council would get it. They would be like, gee, this person's amazing and they qualify for volunteer of excellence. Let me go ahead and get that started, right? Doesn't that just make sense? So I think that that should should be a thing that those two kind of elements, I think we should submit information about ourselves every single year and then they determine what is and isn't something they want to recognize or appreciate. Plus, they'd have all of those stories and examples for MARCOM purposes, marketing and communications. Additionally, I think there needs to be information on the actual forms about what council's mission delivery goals are. What does that look like? Because 
then we can go ahead and just respond directly to that. If you're just like, oh, how has this person contributed to council's goals? Why not? I don't, I don't know. I mean, what are council's goals? I can guess, right? But then it's kind of not a sure thing if you're going to get the information that you need. So even if we are in a position where we have to nominate and endorse each other, I think if they told us what their goals are, that would make it easier. So some of the things that I want to do on in this community to try to push this forward is I want to get some concrete examples from us where we can share this is what we've done. And then I want to find out from different councils what their requirements are for the different awards, what the nomination process looks like for those awards, and also what their goals are. And if we can kind of put these things together through this community, we could nominate each other. So that's what I really want to try to do. So that's what I want to work on. And hopefully you guys want to help me. We could even, we could potentially put together like a little committee to do this. So if you're interested in helping with some of this research or legwork or putting uh, something together where we can help each other get recognized and appreciated, let's do it. Let me know. I also wanted to mention some of the other kind of adult, I, they call it an adult achievement, but it's really just... Uh, other adult pins that you may or may not have heard of because these you don't have to do anything to qualify for except to be registered and involved. So the first thing is adult uh, adult position pins. <laughs> the adult position pins are they're sort of like extra long tic tacs tic tacs <laughs> they're sort of like extra long tic tacs that's what they remind me of because they're bright colors and they're shaped like a bar <laughs> and they are adult position pins and they come in a bunch of different colors and the colors are specific to different roles so i just want to go through them really quick the first one is lime green those are for learning facilitators which is like council trainers so if you are a council trainer then you can wear a lime green pin the next one is red those are program volunteers event and camp pathway volunteers so volunteers most of the time who work with camp Maroon is National Operational Volunteers and National Board Committee members. I don't think that's any of us, but hey, if you're listening and that applies to you, tell me you're here. That's cool. Welcome. Cool. Hey, way to go, you. Next one is Orange, Series and Travel Pathway Volunteers. So if you are a volunteer in a program series or if you're a volunteer for travel, so like if you work with a travel troupe or if you uh, help your council plan or execute um the like Girl Scout destinations. I was thinking wider ops. That's what we used to call it, wider ops. But the Girl Scout destinations trips for your council, if you are involved in that, then you could have a travel pathway orange bar. Yellow is troop pathway volunteers and volunteers in training. So that's going to be like most people who listen to this podcast because it's called the troop leader experience. So if you are a troop leader, co-leader, anything like that, but also any of your adult volunteers who support the troop. So any troop volunteers at all could wear yellow. Dark green, National Board of Directors. Again, I'm going to assume that's nobody here, but hey, if there's a National Board of Directors member listening, let me know you're listening. That's awesome. Deep blue, National Board of Officers. Same thing. Light blue, I mean, it's not the same thing, but I mean, same thing as in you're not, I'm not assuming that anybody listening is a National Board of Officers. 
Light blue is service team volunteers, administrative volunteers, USA GSO committee chairs, overseas committee members, and council volunteers. I know we've got some USA GSO volunteers on here, so that might apply to you. Um, but also service team volunteers and administrative volunteers. Uh, I know we have a lot of service team volunteers who are listening to this, so light blue. Beige is staff. I know we've got some staff listening. So if you didn't know on your official uniform, you can wear the beige Tic Tac, aka adult position pin. Dark gray, council presidents. Again, I'm assuming there are no council presidents listening, but if you are a council president and you're listening, I would love to know about it. Light gray, council board members and board committee members. Um, There could be some council board members listening, but I would doubt it unless you're also a volunteer in another way. But because I just don't think this is necessarily super relevant to council board members. But if you are a council board member, let me know. That's pretty cool. So generally, most people who are listening to this, I would think would be yellow, potentially light blue. Yellow is troop. Light blue is service team and um, could be orange and lime green. Uh, Orange was the travel one and lime green is trainers. So those might apply to us. And you wear them on your insignia tab in between your WAGS pin and your membership pin. So they go right in between there on the tab. If you have multiple, you could have a really busy insignia tab or you could wear whichever one is relevant to whatever you're volunteering for at that particular time. Then there's also volunteer pins. So you've got the official volunteer pin, which has like a green outline, silver inside, and it just says Girl Scout volunteer. All of us can get that. Uh, There's also member um, level volunteers, um, level volunteer pins. So they have Daisy Brownie Junior Cadet Senior Ambassador specific ones, say like Girl Scout Daisy volunteer, Girl Scout Brownie volunteer, and so on and so forth. You could wear any of them that you that apply to you you could wear all of them if you have a multi-level troop that goes daisy through ambassador or you could just wear the generic girl scout volunteer one if you prefer but either way you don't have to do anything to earn those you can just wear them (laughs) on your uniform if it applies to you the other thing is the numeral guard so that is uh the number of years that you have been a member so this is kind of interesting because like girls get a membership star for every year that they have been a member and sometimes you'll see the oldest girls their uniform gets really heavy on that side with all of those uh, stars and it just gets really busy and takes up space so some of them will switch to a numeral guard and then they'll wear stars in addition so it'll be like a five-year numeral guard and then they would wear like if they've been in for seven years then they'd have two stars plus the five-year numeral guard so the numeral guard takes the place of stars for adults you don't wear stars the membership stars you only wear a numeral guard but the numeral guard starts at five and it does include the years you were a girl member so any years you were a registered member count and it goes in increments of five so if you were a girl member for five or ten years then you would count those. And then if you've been a troop leader for five years, then you would add that together and that would be the numeral guard you would wear. But it only goes up every five years. You don't have to wear a numeral guard. It's just kind of cool. It is the number, a gold number on a chain. The number is a pin and the chain like connects to your membership pin on your insignia tab. So the number pin usually pins to your shirt And then there's a chain hanging down that connects over to your membership pin on your tab. So that's how that's generally worn. Some people will pin it directly to their insignia tab so it doesn't get lost, but that's 
I mean, technically wrong. So anyway, I'm not the uniform police. I don't care. You can do whatever you want. But that is the numeral guard. And those things, the position pins, the volunteer, the level pins, the numeral guards, you can get from your council shop or just council shop, or I mean, uh, girlscoutshop.com. So that's where those all come from. Whereas the actual awards, volunteer of excellence, adult appreciation, adult honor, and thanks, those have to be provided to you. <laughs> Same with the volunteer services pin. I think generally that has to be provided to you, even though you don't really have to do anything to earn it. The difference between that and like the numeral guard would be the volunteer service award pin is how many years you've been a volunteer. The numeral guard is how many times, how many years you've been a member. Does that make sense? So that's what they are. And that's kind of how they work. And hopefully this gives you a little bit of insight into kind of what that looks like, what the different awards are that are available, and a little bit of insight into what the process looks like. It's usually somebody fills out a form for you or multiple people have to fill out a form for you and they have to submit specific measurable examples of how you have met the criteria for said award and turn them in by a deadline, which is different in every council. <laughs> so that's how that works. So we're going to work on clarifying how we can better use this community to recognize each other and I'm not going to edit this because once again this is the second time I've recorded so you're welcome for all these unedited episodes it's like a throwback to how this podcast used to be I didn't used to edit at all and hopefully this was helpful and informative I will see you next week with an interview and then if you guys want more of this I'll do some council specific um volunteer awards as well as some other forms of appreciation besides these like formal awards so let me know if you still want to hear more about this and i will see you next week